0: and so much more. So if you'd like to get access to these free trainings with founders like this, which is 100% free, just go to founder.com forward slash free. Okay, so now let's talk about today's episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Founder Podcast. My name is Nathan Chan and I am your host and the CEO of Founder Magazine coming to you live from Melbourne, Australia. Hope you're all having a great start to your 2017. I'm really, really pumped. As I mentioned in the last episode, me and the team, we have some big aggressive goals and we're actually tracking them week by week, doing traffic light meetings. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, I'm learning so much. Um, so it's insane. But long story short, Things are going well. I'm super pumped about 2017. You can expect a lot more cool stuff coming from us. We're going to be 10xing the amount of content we produce just to help provide you guys with a lot more value. Uh, and that's where, it's, that's where it's at. We're just trying to build a value generating machine. All right. So let's talk about today's guest. Uh, his name's Wade Foster and he's the founder of a company called Zapier. And I'm absolutely in love with this company. Um one thing I learned uh, from Ari Meisel from, I think it was maybe episode number yeah episode number six was you need, need to find leverage. If you want to be more productive, you need to find leverage. And long story short, you want to find, you know, you have to set up your processes and you want to automate those processes with technology however you can. And if you can't, you automate them with the person. That's how you get leverage. That's how you get business growth. And one of those pieces of technology that he talked about, this is uh, three years ago now, was Zapier. And we're actually speaking to the founder of Zapier. And we use Zapier for all sorts of automation. It's insane. It saves us so much time. And we find out how he's built this fast growth company, Um, million plus users, incredible content. They produce a lot of great content. They kill a SaaS product. They have a fully dispersed team as well, fully distributed team, which is really interesting finding out how they manage that. And uh, also, we find out Wade's favorite tools, which are really cool as well. So yeah, look, incredible conversation. I hope you take a ton from this. Uh, Zapier is a very, very cool tool and uh, highly recommend it. We use it. We love it. All right, guys, that's it from me. Hope you have a fantastic day. And uh, please do remember, if you haven't checked out Founder Magazine or or any of our other work, just head over to founder.com, F-O-U-N-D-R.com. You can check out the digital magazine on the App Store, the Google Play Store. You can check out the club, Founders Club, which is our exclusive membership site. You can check out many of our other products, our book, all the other products that we've got going on, and uh, you can read our blog content as well. All right, guys, that's it from me. Now let's jump into the show. The first question that I ask everyone that comes on is, how did you get your job? (laughs)
1: Oh boy. Uh, how did I get my job at Zapier? Yeah. Well, I started it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So tell us about that. Like how is this your first, uh, startup? Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Zapier is really the first company that I would say has had really any success. I had some like middling experiments before that, but I wouldn't really call them companies um, per se. Like we, I never had any employees It was never anyone just besides just myself or maybe like I would recruit a friend to help on a one-time project or something like that. Uh, But Zapier really is the first kind of real business that I've run. I see. And when did you start Zapier? Zapier's been around since 2011.
0: Gotcha. So about five years. And how did you come up with this killer idea? Like when we talk SaaS, I I think you know you guys have absolutely nailed it in terms of lock in, in terms of just value, in terms of oh, like we are a massive massive fan of what you guys do. We use so many of your different Zaps for all sorts of different things, and they're lifesavers um, because mm-hmm. there's so many different SaaS out there. We pay literally right now in within our business for fifty different zap uh, fifty fifty different SaaS products, and you know, you, your product, Zapier helps us time all together many times. So how did this come about?
1: Yeah. So Zapier started kind of based on some of those experiments, those middling businesses I was talking about. Um, Brian Helmick, who's one of my founders here at Zapier, we had been doing some freelance work for a handful of folks. And we'd noticed a couple times we'd get asked to do these kind of one-off integrations, like get PayPal sales into QuickBooks, get this list of leads into Salesforce, that sort of thing. Mm. And Brian, I guess, you know, we, he messaged me one day on iChat uh, while we were at work and said, you know, I, I think we can build something that lets people set up these sorts of integrations on their own. They don't have to hire engineers. It can be an off-the-shelf, self-serve type of product. And I was like, you know, that Makes a ton of sense. We should do that.
0: Uh, and so that was really
1: kind of the, the initial idea behind Zapier.
0: Gotcha. And how'd you get your uh, first paid customer?
1: So, one of the things we did to validate the idea was we went through a bunch of forums where people were asking for integrations. So, you know, Basecamp has their forums where they were taking ideas, Evernote has them, Salesforce, I think, had them. There's a whole bunch of forums where people were talking about stuff. Anyway, on one of the forums, I found Andrew Warner of Mixergy was asking about uh, a PayPal high-rise integration. And so I emailed him directly. He didn't have any, I didn't know him personally or anything. I just kind of took a chance mm. and said, hey, you still looking for this PayPal high-rise thing? And he replied back and said, well, no, but did, did, do you have something? Uh, and I said, well, kind of, you know, we've got a thing that connects together, a whole bunch of different apps. And I happened to notice that he was using... Woofoo on his site, and he was using A Weber for his mailing list. And yes. so I, I took a chance and said, you know, connects all sorts of things. Like, you know, you could hook up Woofoo to A Weber, and you know, da 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 da, right? And he read that email, and was like, oh, I actually need a thing that can get you know folks from my Woofoo forms into A Weber. Can you help me with that? And you know, of course, we said, yeah, we certainly can. And uh, that night, we built the Woofoo and A Weber connectors into Zapier. Uh, and, and Andrew ended up paying us for that. So that was how our very first customer came to be.
0: Yeah, interesting. That's a really good first paid customer. And was he an early ambassador for you guys?
1: He was, yeah. He would tweet about it from time to time. And, you know, I've been on Mixergy now uh, a couple times. And, you know, he really has been a, a good supporter for Zapier. Introduced us to the guys over at Wufu and, you know, really just was um, a, a really good ambassador for us.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Um, so. You guys bootstrapped or you funded right now?
1: Zapier, we in the early days, we were bootstrapped for about nine months or so, like working on the project, nights and weekends, things like that. Then we went through YC, Y Combinator, which has funded companies like Airbnb, Dropbox, Reddit, et cetera. Yeah, and yeah, they give you a little yeah, bit of money, we interviewed right? interviewed the
0: founder. Oh, One perfect. of the founders. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, so they give you a little bit of money, and after that, we raised about a million dollars for a seed round, and that's all we've needed. So we've been profitable for the last three years. We haven't needed to raise any more money. Uh, we focused on growing the business profitably and sustainably.
0: I'm curious around your team. Are you guys you guys a, a remote distributed team, or are you guys where where's your HQ?
1: So we are, um, what that makes us unique is that we are entirely distributed. There's no central office anywhere. You know, I say headquarters is in Slack or is on the internet, right? (laughs) Um, so I I live in the Bay area as do my founders, co-founders. And so I, I guess that's the de facto headquarters, but, um, it really doesn't feel like it. I guess the internet really
0: feels like our true home. Yeah. That's so cool. So, um, Let's talk about you know how many people do you have in your team? Today we're sixty people at Zapier. Wow! And you are you able to share some numbers around traction growth? Just so just so we can wrap our heads around how how amazing you guys are.
1: Yeah, there's about a million and a half registered users on Zapier that are that are using the product. So um, you know we've gone from nothing to that in about five years.
0: Gotcha. And you. Did they say doing at least multiple seven figures in ARR, uh, annual recurring revenue?
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, a little more than
0: that. Mm -hmm. Okay, awesome, fantastic. All right, so you guys are doing really, really well. You've got a Mm -hmm. scalable asset. Now, talk to us about this distributed team because Mm -hmm. 60 people, wow, man, like how do you manage that?
1: (laughs) Uh, It's a good question. Um, To us, it feels normal because we've been distributed from the very beginning. We actually um, get this question a lot, so we we wrote a book on it. So if you go to Zapier.com/learn, there's a, a whole book on managing remote teams. Mm. Um, but you know, I think it's just so much easier to do remote nowadays than it used to be because you know you can get on things like a Skype call and and have you know pretty great conversations. You have video conferences where you can see people's facial inflections and and interact with them that way. And the tools are just so good that it almost feels like you're in the same place. And so then what you can do, it's just it really just comes down to management 101 from that standpoint. It's, do you do regular one-on-ones with folks? Do you set good goals and objectives for them? Help them set good goals and objectives. And do you get autonomy? Do you track the results that they're getting? Um, do you help try and improve them over time? And, and that kind of stuff is stuff you can do anywhere. There's no particular reason that you have to be sitting next to each other to do that sort of stuff.
0: Hmm, interesting. And what tools? What 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 are the key tools that you guys are using to manage 60 people and and how often do you catch up as a collective? Can you tell us, mm-hmm. you know, the the structure?
1: Yeah, so we've got um we use Slack as kind of our group chat tool. You could use HipChat or any of the other ones. They're pretty good as well. Uh, we use um, an internal tool that we built called Async, which is kind of like a blog meets Reddit-style tool.
0: Hmm. Um,
1: since since Slack is so fast, it's kind of more for synchronous communication. Yes. Async, and as in the title, it's for the asynchronous stuff. It's for stuff that's a little more long-lived. It's like this needs to have a discussion around it that everyone can kind of catch up on uh, no matter what time zone they're in. Uh, so it's a really good tool for us to to utilize for that purpose. We use um, Zoom for like video conferencing. It's it's pretty good. Um, probably one of the mo- more reliable video conferencing platforms out there. You know, GitHub, Trello are pretty commonly used. Um, a handful of others uh, that we use. Google Apps. And I'm a big Google Docs fan myself. Get, gets used. But you know, the the beauty of Zapier too is that we integrate so many different tools that. If you ask different folks on the team, yeah, we have some core principal tools, but their individual tooling that they use might be different than what I use. uh, And they just use Zapier to hook it all together and things like that. So it lets us be a bit tool agnostic, best tool for the job sort of thing.
0: Hey guys, I really hope you're feeling inspired from today's interview. Exclusive savings on startup tools and 24 7 real human support. Try Founder Plus today for just $1 for seven days and start building your dream business with confidence. You can visit founder.com forward slash Founder Plus trial or click the link in our show notes to claim your trial. All right, now let's jump back in the show. Interesting. Now, how do you, like, um, we've talked about, you know, management uh, style, but what about the structure? What's the management structure look like? And do, are you doing daily stand-ups? Um, mm-hmm. yeah, can, you, can you work us through that part? Because I think that's really yeah. fascinating for people.
1: We've kind of moved to a, a, a bit of a traditional hierarchy. Um, you know, it's still relatively flat-esque, but we do have, like, a management structure in place. So, like, I have an executive team that I work with. I do one-on-ones with them on a week to week basis. Um, trying to catch up on what's the most important task, what's the most important uh, strategic stuff we need to look, look on, how are the how are we executing on that plan, that sort of thing. And then those people that I that uh, my executive team, each of them have teams underneath them that they're working with. So it's it's kind of a traditional hierarchy. Um, it's worked pretty well for us because uh, it it helps keep everyone on the same page make sure that they have kind of a go-to resource in the company that they can rely on, uh, and has their back all the time.
0: Gotcha. And what's been your biggest challenge, uh, starting Zapier and building it?
1: Whew. You know, that first year is always the hardest one, right? Uh, Um, the first year we were working nights and weekends, you know, I, we, I had a day job, so I worked eight hours a day then. And then, you know, from about 6 PM until like, one a m, two a m, sometimes three a m would just be plugging away, trying to make progress on this stuff. Uh, and you know, it's really tough when you're putting in that kind of hours to really have them be quality hours. Mm. Um, but, you know, that was what we had to do. That was the financial realities of of what our kind of situation was like. And so that's what we ended up doing. and, and it managed to get us through kind of those tough times. It managed to get a, make progress each day and get into Y Combinator, which did allow us to go full-time. Uh, and then from there, even that was tough for us because I I was married, or I am married. Uh, my uh, partners, um, Brian and Mike, have, have wives as well. And so we were moving from Missouri to California, which is a big transition to do with families and things like that. Uh, And it was it was not unexpected, but it was still a bit surprising, I think, to them that this was like actually happening. Right. Mm. Um, And so that's a big transition and change, too. So that was a struggle as well, just to make that sort of stuff happen from,
0: you know, keep the business running and move and all that stuff at the same time. Yeah, because Y Combinator is quite intense, right? You just work around the clock for pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: It was, that was probably the best thing we got out of it was, you know, we were able to be full-time on Zapier, so it was getting our full, complete attention at that point in time. It wasn't getting the leftover hours anymore, and so that summer we were going through Y Combinator, we made more progress on, on the app and the company than we had in its entire history.
0: Gotcha. And what was, um, you know, Y Combinator ha- has access to the the smartest and, and most successful entrepreneurs around the world um, I'm curious, what, what was one of your biggest takeaways coming from there that you might have learned from maybe, you know, Reid Hoffman or, you know, Paul Graham? or
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think one of the things that's great about YC is they share a lot of their advice publicly. So if you watch like the How to Start a Startup video series on Stanford they put out, mm. like that's the advice they give to all the Y Combinator people. It's not any different being here in person versus what you see on the, on the video series. And one of the most important things I am I got out of it was just the unrelenting focus on certain aspects of your business and just to ignore the rest of the stuff. So the very first day, PG, Paul Graham says, you should be doing three things this summer. You should be writing code, you should be talking to your users, and you should be exercising. And So we exercised on the first day, and then we worked on the other two the rest of the summer.
0: Yeah, wow. That's really interesting. So he's all big about exercise, eh?
1: <laughs> well, you know, try and take care of yourself, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, because oh, yeah, you guys work insane, All right. So, um, distributed team. How often do you do? I uh, do you guys do retreats? If so, how often? That must be yeah. Really so we to do retreats
1: twice a year for the whole team. Yep. Um, you know, usually in you know beginning of the year, towards the middle of the year uh, is when we've kind of set up the schedule for that. And we also have smaller retreats of get-togethers of various folks, maybe a regional retreat or a team retreat here or there. Just kind of, and those are a little more ad hoc or as needed. And so those kind of help keep camaraderie, keep the pace going, uh, and keep the the machinery moving. It's happier, and and it also is just a really good time to reiterate, like, you know, we're working with other people. You know, this is a team. There's some camaraderie here. Uh, we have common goals and objections, and that that FaceTime really helps to to build that camaraderie.
0: Hmm. And I'm curious when you do these two, uh, retreats with everyone per year, um, what, what's the agenda? Can you, can you just give us a little more insight? Like how a remote team would get together? What, what, what do you guys usually do? Um, do you do one day of planning one day of fun? Like, I'm really curious. Do you set goals for the year? Like, tell us about that. Like, can you, if if you could, let's go deep.
1: Sure. So we, um, we do a mix of work and fun, Um, Zapier, our original prototype was built at a startup weekend, which is kind of a hackathon. So that's kind of our roots. So at the retreats, we like to mimic that. We like to do hackathons. Um, Ah. so the first three days we spend building new stuff, right? A lot of it's just like before the retreat, there's a lot of planning and suggested ideas and new things that get proposed. And then during the retreat, we kind of actually try and build some of them. Like we try and it may not be perfect, might not be quick shippable quite yet, but we try and get something a little bit on paper. And a lot of that stuff ends up actually being big features that get launched and announced at a later date. So for example, uh, yesterday we launched a Digest app for Zapier. And that was one of the projects that got specced out at a retreat. So the hackathon really is a way to kind of lay some roots in the ground on some new future new projects that we want to work on. Um, and so that's the the first half of the retreat. The second half of the retreat... We break into um, smaller teams functional teams like the marketing team, the engineering team, what have you and I let and this this is newer as we've gotten bigger since we're kind of big enough to have like actual functioning teams and what those teams then do is whatever is most important for them so I say you know hey if you need to do team building so if you need to do some just like you got a lot of new folks on the team and you gotta you know kind of get folks working better together you can just go do some team building stuff uh, if you, need to have like a work session if you're really kind of struggling to get through this really tricky spot or tr- figure out this tricky sp- problem and you need to have a work session have a work session if there's like some strategic stuff you need to work on and need to do like some round tables on that go do that it really is the team days are really for the teams to kind of set their own agenda and figure out and solve the t- the problems that are toughest for them and then we also have an open day which is just like free fun you know go explore the area where we're at do something interesting
0: all right so let's switch gears and talk about the product because this is someone something that i've always been super fascinated with and i've actually spoke to quite a few of my friends around it and i don't know how you guys do it so how do you keep up to date with apis changing so often
1: (laughs) yeah that's a great (laughs) question um
0: you know because you guys got like how many different just just for the audience. Sorry to interrupt, but
1: there's just, 750 APIs on Zapier and yeah. then our apps on us. So, yep
0: yeah. That's for the audience that don't know what API is. That's uh, can you explain and then and explain like API, sure. what it does and yeah, yeah.
1: You know, an API is just like a programmatic way for two um, apps to talk to each other. What that means for people who don't know how to program is you know two services can set up a, an integration and you can end up taking using it. Uh, they can actually work together because of these um, APIs. And so you don't have to know how to code. Instead, Zapier can figure it out all for you. Uh, You can set up these integrations between whether it's Google Apps or Dropbox or Trello or Slack or whatever, right? All of those are powered by APIs, and you don't have to know
0: how it works under the hood. Gotcha. All right. So tell us, how do you... With seven hundred different integrations and combinations and permutations, like this massive machine that with yep. so many spokes and uh, like like how how do how do you keep it up to date?
1: Yeah, so we have a team of about five folks who are on our platform team that are are basically in charge of all the apps on Zapier. It's it's definitely a shared responsibility across the whole team, but those five folks are really the the key people that are that are making sure that this happens. One of the nice things, though, is that of the 750 apps on Zapier, 80% of them are built and maintained by the partner. Uh. So the API provider is the one that's making sure their Zapier integration is up to date. Now, even with that, there still are issues from time to time with things breaking or changes coming unprepared, like someone forgets and you know does something that w- without quite thinking it through. And so we still have to, you know, take care of that sort of stuff. Uh, and there's a couple of things we do. One is lots of monitoring and alerts. Uh, so alerts that go off as soon as something seems different, changes in some weird way uh, for the better or for the worse. Uh, we want to know about it. Yes. Um, we're on tons of mailing lists, like API mailing lists and things like that, so that we can find out plenty ahead of time if there's something that we need to know. Uh, and then it's just collaborating with the companies on things. So, like, if they're going to deprecate an API and we don't have, we don't think we have enough time, we'll just let them know. We'll say, "Okay, like, hey, we don't think we can make this happen." And the nice thing about that today versus where we were five years ago is that we've actually, as we've grown, people will kind of take our suggestions more often. So, if we say we need an extra month or an extra week or two. Uh, folks who are, are, are pretty forgiving of that and say like yeah we can extend that for a week for you
0: um, to make the change, yeah, which no. is really helpful. Yeah no, and um, that's amazing because I can see as you guys have grown, you will have a lot more power as well in the sense that I know certain SaaS companies that like that are new to the space. They want to be on Zapier because they want to get integrations because that will help with their growth and reach and and spreading the tool. So they'd want to really work with you and have a good relationship now more than ever right
1: mhm exactly yeah i mean it's one of those tools where if you hook into Zapier you get all these integrations out of the box your users are able to take advantage of it because they're hooking up these workflows between the various apps it's a much more sticky user that way
0: yeah gotcha um question around tools um i'm sure like you must know more about like the coolest SaaS tools that or, or tools out there on the web that you love i'd love to hear like you know just something that that, that nobody knows of or maybe something that's coming like that you think's really cool it's crazy because like within our business um you know i see i see scale as as two things you can either scale with people or you scale with technology and you know you scale processes right hmm and for us, you know, if we can't scale with people or if we, if we can scale with technology first using a tool like Zapier, um, we will do it. But otherwise, we move to people. And, um, yeah, you guys must have so many cool kind of tools that are on your radar. So I'd love to hear, like, your favorites.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, there's some tools that kind of came out of nowhere. You know, there's, like, Typeform, which is not super um, new now. But, like, they, came, they started, I think, a couple of years ago. It's, like, super slick forms. It's one in a totally boring space, right? Form software, you think form like it's been been there, done that, right? Well, Typeform found a way to make something really neat out of it, Uh, so that's super cool. Something that's not a web app that I don't think a lot of people use. I use Alfred all the time. It's like a Spotlight replacement for your Mac. Doesn't it doesn't even integrate with Zapier, but I still love it. It's great. Um, you can actually set up little workflows that will push stuff through Zapier if you if you want to customize it. Um, but it doesn't natively work with Zapier. I, it's it's a great tool, though. Another tool that we're big fans of is uh, Workflow, which is a, a mobile app. Um, that's kind of similar to Zapier, but it does automations on your phone, um, which is really, really cool. Um, so those are a couple of few that we've seen lately that are, are um, we're having a lot of fun with. And, of course, there's, there's dozens more. I mean, I'm leaving out many fantastic <laughs> apps. I couldn't even begin to name all the cool stuff out there.
0: <laughs> What's your favorite Zap?
1: Oh boy, what is my favorite
0: Zap? Um, or, or maybe your most useful one to you?
1: Let me let me pull up my account here. Uh, they the one of the fun things about Zapier is that Zaps just work in the background. So sometimes I forget that I have this stuff running. Mm. You know, probably one that I use all the time, like our job application. Like if you apply for a job at Zapier, a lot of the notifications and stuff are powered through Zaps. Uh, so you fill out a form through Zapier, it pushes that form information into a a tracking system. Uh, the email alerts that happen as you move through the system are powered by Zaps. Uh, so a lot of those are really nice um, because it helps us get back to people who are applying to jobs in in a timely manner at Zapier. So that one's really cool. I set up a pretty cool one the other day. So as we've grown, you know, we're 60 people now, that's a lot, a lot more folks than we used to have. And... One of the things that features that folks had built a habit of using in Slack is the at here, which notifies anyone that's currently active in a channel uh, about whatever you want to say. However, we've got some channels that have a lot of people in them, you know, 40, 50, sometimes the whole team, 60 people in a channel. Hmm. So if you use here, that sends a notification to everybody. And so... There was no other way to get a hold of a group of people, though. And so here was just kind of like walking into the equivalent of being in an office and just like walking into the room and just shouting. Right. (laughs) So it's like, well, how can we how can we improve the communication that's happening here? So Slack has this great feature called user groups. We set up user groups for, you know, marketing team, editorial team, engineering team, front end, product, infrastructure team, what have you. Right. Mm. Uh, which is great. So now we've got these groups of people. So if you want to ask a question about a specific topic instead of using here, you can use the group. seems like problem solved, right? However, uh, if you know anything about habits, habits are hard to break. So people are still using at here, right? Um, It's a tough thing to break. So I set up a zap that watches for anyone using at here in a channel. As soon as you use at here, it DMs you uh, in Slack from uh, a zap police bot guy, a like police bot emoji that says, Hey, did you mean to do that? If not, like check out these warnings here. So uh it's been on for like two weeks now, but our usage of the ad here has gone way, way down. Uh, so it's a cool use of a zap that just like did some behavioral adjustment, if you will.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. That's yeah. Oh, man, you must have so many cool ones like that. There's one that I want to do and I'm just gonna ask you right now. Um I know mm-hmm. we're gonna wrap work towards wrapping up, but do you know of a way that when, when we get a new paid customer, we can get mm-hmm. like in our office in the Melbourne HQ, because we have a distributed team, but HQ in Melbourne, mm-hmm. some sort of physical kind of product to ring a bell or something crazy goes off. So we can kind of be like, yeah, uh, you know, you, you must know, be able to do it with Zapier. Please tell me uh, you can. There
1: probably is. Uh, I don't know. There used to be this cool app called Choir.io, but they shut down where uh, you can make music based on events in Zapier. So like. You know, if this event happened, you play this sound. If this other event happened, you play this sound or you play this beat or this pattern. Hmm. Uh, so like based on the pattern of your business, you could set up like these tracks, right? And hmm. These music tracks, which is pretty cool, which I loved it. I know – I'm I'm certain that there is something that plays a sound. Um, yeah,
0: and, or, and you could link it to a physical product or there might be a physical product or something and it links via Wi-Fi or something. I don't know. There must mm-hmm. be something cool like that because one time – We've got a really strong following on social media, in particular Instagram. And there's mm-hmm. you can actually get like a physical product that that I saw it. I can't even find I want to get one. But it counts down, like it counts up to how many, how many followers you have and it's live. So we're closing mm-hmm. in on like a million followers and I, I want to get one, but I can't find anywhere. And I was thinking, oh, well, it would, it would probably be cool if we had one for sort of the team to celebrate, you know, when someone, you know, you know, purchase one of our products or something and yep. yeah. And, you know, link it up to infusion soft, which is what we mm-hmm. use for products. So yeah. Um, you don't, we know need don't... to hook
1: up to Alexa is what we need to do. The, the, uh, Amazon echo bot. Ah,
0: yeah. That would be really cool. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. So you don't know of a product that does that or, or, a,
1: a uh, I, I know that there's gotta be one. Um, but this is my challenge.
0: or 750 apps on Zap. I can't remember <laughs> them all. <laughs> no, it's all good. Well, look, um work towards wrapping up i want to talk about content and growth because you guys are doing a really amazing job on the content marketing piece and Mm -hmm. yeah two three pieces on your best piece of advice on growth and then best pieces of advice on content and then the best place people can find you so three quick yeah yeah, three sets
1: all right so um best piece of advice is be consistent so it's impossible to have growth or, or or good content strategy if you're not being consistent. One of the things we set out to do early on was like, you know, we're going to publish twice a week. doesn't matter, you know, come hell or high water, there's going to be something on the site. And so that consistency got us publishing. It got our, like, muscles move, used to moving at that pace. And then after a month or so, we started to say, okay, we've we've got enough backlog. What worked from the last month? What didn't work? And we could start to fine tune it and say like, okay, well, this piece wasn't quite right, right? It just didn't quite seem to connect with folks. So maybe these topics are better than those topics. And, you know, it took us a few months, but eventually we were able to kind of hone in on a focus area, which for us, like on our blog and our learn site is all about productivity meets apps. So it's all about how you can be productive with these apps. Um, And it took us a while to get to that, but that's really where our sweet spot is. And we wouldn't have gotten there if we hadn't dedicated our time to being consistent and making sure to show up published every day or uh, in our case, published twice a week, Tuesday, Thursday. Uh, we've, we've had that streak running for forever and no one wants to break that streak now. We want to have something going out
0: every Tuesday and Thursday.
1: And then what was the last question? I forget what the last one yeah, was. To make
0: sure content grow. So like what's your number yep. one like um, customer acquisition channel besides other products saying we're on Zapier?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one. Our partnerships talking about us. And then, um, you know, we get a lot from search as well. People, you know, poking around Google, doing searches, looking for integration products and things like that.
0: Gotcha. So you guys have a strong content team, SEO. (laughs) Absolutely. Yep. Interesting. And, um, would you be able to share how many pieces uh, you produce per week and, and how much traffic your sites get your site gets?
1: Uh, you know, we're, we're publishing like we've upped it from twice a week to five times a week but we also have our app directory which has hundreds of thousands of pages on it too mm. so across like our, our our site and stuff we're getting well over seven, like a, a million plus you
0: know sessions or uh, unique visitors a month now yeah wow okay well mm-hmm. that's incredible well look uh we can wrap there wade uh where's the best place people can find uh you and and more about zapier
1: yeah, I'm uh, pretty active on Twitter, so at Wade Foster. Uh, or if you want to get into put touch with me personally, you can email me Wade at Zapier.com. Try and get back to you. I read all my email, but I'm sometimes a little slow. Um, and of course, if you want to know more about Zapier, uh, Zapier.com, Z-A-P-I-E-R.com.
0: Awesome. Well, look, thank you so much for your time, Wade. This was an awesome conversation, man.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Nathan.
0: Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this interview.